Hour number two of the drive underway. It's Fan Run Radio, top four at four. Marcus Young, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, Tennessee Titans have officially announced who their new offense coordinator is. It's a final now. They have elevated Tim Kelly to the offensive coordinator position. Big Tim Kelly, come on down. It's your time, brother. Along with that, they've also made some other uh, announcements to hirings. Charles London has been hired as the pass game coordinator and the quarterback's coach. Now, he interviewed for the OC job from the Falcons, right? Yes. He was a guy that Vrabel, I think, had worked with before as well at Houston. Um, They also hired Chris Harris as the defensive pass game coordinator and quarterback's coach. However, I'm also hearing, because they haven't announced that one on Twitter just yet. I think he's still keeping defensive coordinator positions yeah, open. Okay. Yeah. But if he, they don't, if someone doesn't hire him, then that's I it. I kind of hope uh, the the fact that he's interviewing for those other DC jobs like makes me like hit the hire of him as even more corner coach more. Yeah, they, and it probably shouldn't, but it just gives the appearance of value. Yeah. Uh, and the final hire that they announced, uh, they actually hired Lori Locus, the first female full time coach in team history. Lori was a part of the. Uh, the Buccaneers. To do what? She's working on the defensive side of the ball. Let me try to pull up. I think she's. Bears confused. You, you mean she ain't cooking? She's not in the kitchen? She's she going to be coaching football? I don't think I said that. Uh, I don't mean that as a sexist comment. She uh, she'll just, it just says defensive assistant right now. I think she'll be working alongside, I believe, the linebackers is what I read somewhere. Uh, but she's worked with. Uh, as an assistant defensive line coach for the Birmingham Iron of the Alliance of American Football back in 2019. Mm. Uh, she actually played on the D-line in the semi-pro women's football league. So she's, uh, hey, I mean, the Buccaneers look pretty good on defense. So I'm good Yeah, are, are you looking at, um, they made a bunch of moves today. Um, and we'll, we'll move along here, but. Jason Haltailing is now the offensive line coach. I think he was promoted from within, from like an analyst job. Uh, Luke Steckel, who was the tight ends coach, is now a, quote, run game analyst. That seems like a demotion. Yeah. Uh, Pat O'Hara, who was the quarterback's coach last year, is now a pass game analyst. That seems like another demotion. Tony Dews is now the tight ends coach. He moves over from running backs. And so there's no running backs coach, which I'd imagine they'll hire somebody. But, I mean, they've really – he retooled that staff. I don't. I mean, did he? I don't know. He just promoted a couple of guys from within, just like moved a bunch of pieces around. He demoted some guys. I don't know. Whoever's working with the quarterbacks last year, uh, they should ask for their money back because Malik Wilson. Willis. Willis. Uh, well, whatever. Malik, you knew who I was talking about. Malik Willis has regressed since Liberty. He looked terrible. Well, we're gonna we're gonna hear more from Mike Vrabel around five thirty. Uh, 4.30 Central Time. Should get an idea of what the, what he's thinking. Hopefully get some quotes and get an idea of why he chose uh, why he chose Tim Kelly. Uh, number two, uh, some news for the Tennessee uh, hiring as they hired Robert Ayers, former Vol for Life, to be a defensive graduate assistant for the Volunteers. No, he is a, he is a VFL. He's not a former. Well, he, Okay, former Vol, Vol for Life. <laughs> I'm sorry I combined the two by accident. They also add uh, Andrew Goodman. He will be hired as the new director of football operations. 
So Gold one went with Golish to South Florida. Correct. Yes. Who went with Golish? Our old like director, director of, of operations. Yeah. yeah. Goodman uh, was part of the director of football operations at UConn. Obviously, Robert Ayers. I always said UConn had really good football operations. They that did. really shunned through. When I you thought watched so them as well. On TV. Yeah, it's like, so. man, that's a well-run machine. Yeah. And Robert Ayers was uh, last in the NFL back in 2019 when he announced his retirement in July of that year. He's been like Ayers went from playing in the league like three or four years ago to coaching at Catholic to coaching at Oak Ridge and now to UT. He's climbing that ladder quickly. I like it. Yeah. Uh, number three, I, I could see like five to ten years from now us talking about Robert Ayers uh, as a coaching candidate here at Tennessee to be position coach or something like that. At number three, Santiago Viscovi has been named to the top ten candidate of the Jerry West Shooting Guard of the Year Award. Nice to see some recognition for some of our Vols. Would love to see more, though, being a top ten team. Right, as we talked about earlier, I mean, who, who has st- it's it's so weird, man, because it sounds like we're being critical. Really not. I mean, for a team that was just last week the second ranked team in the country, the lack of star power is really, it's really weird. They they just don't have guys that have stood out in terms of, yeah, he should win some sort of individual award. Like, I, I, it's totally fair. Like, I mean, who stands out on this team right now? Is it, we have a, a lot of good players. We don't have any superstars. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we have any great players that are award-worthy. Now, maybe that changes. We got eight games down the stretch here until we get into postseason play. We need a star. And there are several guys on this roster who are capable of emerging and being star players. But it hasn't happened yet. Hopefully it will. And finally, number four. Uh, the 49ers have hired their new defensive coordinators. They, they hired Panthers interim coach Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes will come in to replace former defensive coordinator, now head coach at the Houston Texans, D'Amico Ryans. Good to see uh, Wilkes get another job, and honestly, a much better one than being the head coach at the Panthers, if I'm honest. You think being defensive coordinator of the 49ers <laughs> is better than being head coach of the Panthers? Yes. I mean, look, he's going to get – I can't go there, man. Have you, have you seen yeah, either roster? They, well, they don't have a quarterback, granted. But being a, a being a head coach is always better than being a coordinator. Which would you rather be a Super Bowl winning – I know they haven't won one, but they are a favorite to win it next year. Would you rather be a Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator or a head coach who didn't make the playoffs? Because they're not going to make the playoffs next year. You don't know that. Who is going to take them to the playoffs? I'm just—I don't know. Can you name one player The 49ers didn't realize when they drafted Brock Purdy as Mister Irrelevant that, I mean, you don't know. Maybe they take some QB in the sixth round who, like, comes in and plays well. You don't know. If granted, if if I'm betting, I'm betting that they continue to suck. But I I would just rather be the head coach. Pretty good staff. I mean, what? you, You don't know that the 49ers are going. To the Super Bowl. I know. That's why I'm saying a what if. I think that D'Amico Ryan's to Steve Wilkes is a big drop-off. The Steve Wilkes thing is just always, like, really – it's so bizarre to me that that guy was the defensive coordinator at Mizzou 
in 2021, the season before this season, he was there when Tennessee, that was when Heupel became Heupel to me, is when they went to Missouri that second game. We freight train them. Or, or whatever. The, his first year, they they went up there, and that was the first time that they just, Tennessee just exploded on somebody. Yeah, we saw the Heupel offense for the first time. And, and Wilkes was the defensive coordinator for that Missouri team, and I know they didn't have a lot to work with and maybe he's a bad fit there, but he got blowed out of there like he was an historically bad like they defensive coordinator at Mizzou. If you go back and look at their number, like they were awful, and they improved immediately once they got rid of him. Now, maybe he's just a better pro coach. I, I don't know what's going on there, but – I, I just I, I don't see him being this huge up-and-comer that some are portraying him to be because he did an okay job as the Panthers interim this past season. I'll make two quick points. One, something that you've said before, sometimes it's just the personnel. And if you look at that defensive personnel, they have stars on every single level. So while you are right, Missouri was terrible, it's, I, I – I think you could plug anyone into that defensive coach. And the second point is, if I walk into a room with a ring, it doesn't matter what coach, what positional coach I am. If I got a ring on my finger, I could care less. You so you would rather? I'd rather be. You'd a, rather win a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator, a coordinator. Than, than just be a head coach. Coach in the NFL. Yeah, that's silly. Is it? Yeah. I don't know that it's silly. I mean, it's... I'd walk into Fan Run with my giant ring. I'd be walking in here. I'd be a dumbass. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be, head I'd coach. be doing this. There's only... There's only... There's so very few of those jobs. So very few people get a shot at being the head coach of an NFL franchise. That's a, that's a beta move right there. Well, I'll just go be an offensive or defensive coordinator for a totally loaded team just to get a ring. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure it's happened before where guys turned down... I mean, Josh McDaniels turned down a bunch of head coaching jobs. That's Jim Irsay, though. That whole deal. How weird Jim Irsay is. He took that job and he showed up there. Do you think the Colts' job is better than the Panthers' job? (laughs) No. Not at all. You think it's worse? Yeah. You got a whack-out, whack job for an owner. I I mean, he won a Super Bowl. Like, they've had had good They had the greatest quarterback of all time. They had the goat. Well, I mean, hey, Tom, what, Brady, Tom Brady ain't the goat. What does that tell you? Like, you, you just you get a quarterback, you got a chance. Like, I don't think the Panthers are. You you ask Carolina fans, is it Tepper? Who, who's the the yeah. new owner there? Since yeah. Rich, like, they're not exactly enamored of him. No, like I, I don't know that he's viewed as any better or worse in NFL owner circles than Ursay. Like, can either of you like? It's weird, like how Ursay's reputation has plummeted here recently. Recently, I think it started going downhill when he got busted with what? No, that was a long time ago. They were they were still like that happened when Andrew Luck was there. They were still generally viewed as a competent franchise. Like I, I feel like the that that thing has become a train wreck just in the last like maybe well, two mean, years. It, it really accelerated when he hired uh, what do you call him, Jeff Fatterday? Well, again, I mean, like the Frank Reich hire was generally well thought, well thought well, of. Frank Reich's pretty good coach. Uh, we thought so at the time, but uh, people are panning him at Carolina 
right now. I mean, that, that'll be an interesting litmus test if you want to compare these franchises, and I don't know why we are, but here we are. Like, does Frank Reich do better at Carolina than he did at Indy? Mm. Still in that quarterback. The division is a little tougher than the AFC South. Maybe a, is it? I, I don't is know. It? I think it's quite Maybe. a bit tougher than the I AFC think, South. I think both AFC uh, divisions are the yeah, worst I, I, in I the mean, league. Look, who's you got the the Saints don't ship have a without a sale? Yeah, the <laughs> Falcons, Buccaneers, Red Riders. I don't know. AFC South might be better. You got the Texans. You got the, you got the but you got the Jags and the, and the Titans are are two like <laughs> legit playoff contender teams uh i mean the jags were the you you talk about the jags were at least ascendant going into the playoffs like that was a team that they won at the end it's like okay you've got your coach you've got your quarterback you've got a couple weapons good defense team like that team's going somewhere the bucks won that division by default yeah it's like well i guess we got to send somebody to the playoffs (laughs) yeah like this this is the best we have to offer i would I would submit to you that the AFC South was the better division this year. Yeah, I just think both, unfortunately, both Souths are not very good on either side of the conferences. Marcus, I, I noticed you left a basketball note out of your little top four at four segment there. Hmm. A fairly significant story is happening in the NBA right now. You don't even know. Are you aware that the all-time scoring record, like, pretty significant statistical category is about to change hands with perhaps tonight listen listen. i'm listening out with it if you think that i'm going to give lebron the time of day in my top four being remiss is in your job dude it doesn't mean your personal feelings shouldn't enter into it this is a record that was once thought to be unbreakable i'm not happy about it but it's news. It's hard. It's hard sports news. It's one of the. I mean, this is like the home run king changing I, hands. I knew it was coming up. I just didn't know what game it was going to have. Like when they played. I don't Maybe keep up with the Lakers. Some guy in a, in a buckskin blazer come out of the court and congratulate LeBron after he. Well, Hank Aaron reference right there. I hope not. No, the whole world will stop for a moment. He'll cry, fall to his knees on the floor. And they then, will stop the game, and, and then it'll the, be absolutely oh, sickening. Yeah. Will, that's what I'm saying, man. Gonna, His mom will come out how, on the court. Delonte West will come out, and could you even imagine nothing, how no. much? Uh, it'll be absolutely just. It'll be like Cal Ripken, you know, do, going around the whole arena, just shaking everybody's hand. Could you Pose imagine not as good as if, if tickets were actually available, which I doubt? Like I'm going to look on Ticketmaster right now. Can you imagine? How much those are going to cost because they know what game this could I be. I guarantee you there are tickets available. Nothing under $1,000, I'd imagine. Just... $1,000, is that too high? Maybe. A couple hundred bucks. About to find out on Ticketmaster. At Staples? Oh, sorry, Crypto.com. If you, could, <sighs> if you could please correct yourself. It'll always be Staples to me, Marcus. Oh, apparently, there's not as expensive as I thought. I guess people don't care that much. Just what are couple, you saying? Just a couple hundred. A couple hundred bucks? Yeah. What, what are you talking 300? 700? Uh, I mean, nosebleeds, I'm seeing about 150. Really? Yeah. 
That if is, I plunked down $150 to see the all-time scoring record change hands. That's actually surprising. I kind of me, I'm a high roller. <laughs> Can't hide money. Guess not. You just got dollar bills, or $100 bills, excuse me, just coming out of your pocket there. Kareem will be in attendance tonight, just in case his record falls. The one true goat. He's the best that ever played. What if That's just like your opinion, man. I don't know too many other people where they change the rules. Tiger Woods? Yeah. What rule did they change for Kareem? No dunking. In college. You dunk in the NBA, right? I thought they changed it in the NBA. I as think well. it was during college um, when that first initially happened. I don't know. I don't think it happened in the NBA. I'm not positive, but that's when he started developing the skyhook. It's the most unstoppable shot in the history of basketball. Do you think he's the best to ever play NBA? Kareem Abdul Jabbar? Yeah. Yeah. Jordan, Without a doubt. Jordan's still the guy. Yeah, Jordan's still the guy. No, he's not. Ain't, ain't ain't nobody lining up to buy the new generation of Kareem Abdul Jabbar shoes. Kareem, Kareem wasn't that's, in no that's movies. Not a, it's, 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 it's not a valid Kareem, argument. Well, he, wasn't about he, he, wasn't a, he wasn't a star of his own movie. They, they didn't build an entire Hollywood franchise around Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Although his, oh, like airplane. His, his, yeah, I was going to say his. They did not build an entire. Hollywood franchise around his his, his movie career was better than better than Michael Jordan. His scene in Airplane is probably like it's classic. It's one of the greatest. You tried who was it? Uh, Tell your old man to drag drag Lanier up and down the court for forty minutes. (laughs) Yeah, Clarence, Clarence, Roger, Roger. Bird's up there too. All right, we'll put the pole in the field. Kareem. I'm gonna put LeBron on here just to see who people put put Jordan, Kareem, LeBron, and Bird. Bird, come on, dude. What? You go to you start I, watching. You go get no, on YouTube. Listen, tonight, I, man. I've seen plenty of Bird stuff. Okay, like don't everybody no, who played against him for the for the top four for the top four players of all time. Yeah, not Larry the, Bird. No, stop. What do you mean stop? He's not the top four player of all time. I love Larry Bird. I love the trash talking guy. I love the shooting. I love all that stuff. He's not one of the top four. I mean, you're just, I can't, I'm even agreeing with Marcus. You're an idiot. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I, I question your basketball acumen now. All right, make the case. The guy, I mean, the guy was unstoppable. He scored like 60 points with his left hand telling everybody what he was going to do before he did it. He shot the three just as good as Steph Curry does now. He was 6'11", 6'10", 6'11". He was shooting the three the back in the 80s. I have Elite passer. I have to put the pole in the field. If I put Larry Bird on there, then I get clowned for your guys' <laughs> idiotic take. It's not – no, oh. not, not doing Three-time it. Three-time NBA champion, two-time NBA Finals MVP, three-time most valuable player. Some great teams, man. Defensive. I make the yeah, same thing I'll say de- about Tom Brady, uh, about Larry Bird. If you put Tom Brady, if he's drafted by the Seahawks or the Chargers, granted, he's still a great player, and I think he elevates those entire franchises. He might even win a championship or two. He's not winning six with with another team. He happens to go to the Patriots when they have Belichick, and you can talk about cheating, whatever you want. 
whatever. Like they they were there. They won those games. You saw it. I saw it. We all, it is what it is. You put Bird on the Milwaukee Bucks, 1980s, or the 80s Warriors, you know, any other franchise, and he's not playing with McHale, Parrish. You can say that about a lot of these guys you're naming off here, bro. Was part of the your boy LeBron who chased rings and and got out of Cleveland because he wasn't surrounded by talent. First of all, he's not my boy. If you put Michael Jordan on one of these garbage teams. I will have the yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. yeah, I'm with He him. did. That's a Jordan story. The Bulls sucked when they got him. And then they added a bunch of pieces around him. Oh, like who? He didn't win a he didn't win a ring without Scotty. Oh my god. Did they win without Jordan just, though when he retired? Stop. I'm being told you're full of blank and uh, people are getting yeah. mad and turning off the show now. Thanks no, for us. They're not. Thanks. Yeah, they're getting Appreciate mad it. because Michael jo- Michael Jordan just matriculated to the great Chicago Bulls and just rode Scottie Pippen's coattails to it's six It's just rings. what's laughable is you're not including him in your top four, and you ask anybody, any of the guys that are in the Hall of Fame that played against him, they all say to a person, Larry Bird's one. It, any, everybody in the Hall of Fame who played with Larry Bird says played that against he's one of the top four players of all time. I can I – can, it, 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 this, it this commercial I've break – I've seen I, the YouTube videos of Barkley talking about how he would cook Barclay. everybody today. It's everybody. Well, who, everybody. Well, everybody who, he played against. Every single one. Who would you put it for then? I don't know. Na- I don't, name, it, you got to name somebody if you're going to make this kind of bold, idiotic statement. Well, Kareem. For one, would Kareem's be at number one in already. That conversation, Magic would certainly be oh, in that conversation. I'm a Lakers fan. Kobe Bryant was would be in that conversation. My four best players are Kobe, Tim Duncan, Kareem, Bird, and Doctor J. Just made that up, we'll literally, like with the minimal amount of brain power you use to come up with that list is astounding to me. You keep running off our listeners talking about how Larry Bird's not, not one of the four best NBA players of all, all right, time. I'll, I'll run off your two old friends listening on their transistor radio in Vestal. I think I'll be okay without their listenership. I I think I'll manage. Everyone somehow. at French Lick, where he, he grew up in Indiana. Hick from French Lick. Going to turn off the show now. I hope you're happy. All right. We'll put the poll of the field. Stay with us. The drive continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up. Fan Run Radio. The drive continues. Day Day Vol says, don't you dare put Bird on there over Kobe. These two are off their rockers. Who said that? I'm not the one who told Day you to put. I, Kobe should have been on there. I think I think uh, LaFraud is overrated. Uh, Walls Nation says, did Kareem shoot threes? LeBron isn't even close. See, I, I think that's, I don't say unfair, but this it's like comparing heavyweight boxers from the 90s to guys in the 20s and 30s, right? It's like comparing Joe Lewis to Ali or Tyson. You come up in a different age. There's no three-point line when, when Lou Alcindor is – coming up through the ranks. There's no three-point line when he becomes Kareem in the NBA. So when did the three-point line come into existence? Early 1980s, he's already been playing for, you know, he, he's a he's, he's in the second part of his career by the time that shot becomes a thing. So 
it's pretty hard to ask him to adjust to do that. If it were something that was a part of the game for his entire career coming up, then, yeah, I, th- I think he probably would have been able to shoot that shot. But he wouldn't have been the force right around the basket that he was back in those days, too. You say the same thing about Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, Justin Hanna says the Bulls were nothing but a bunch of cokeheads until Jordan showed up. I will give you a chance to walk that one back, Bear. The uh, Michael Jordan, if he had gone I to a worse to walk team, about it. I had to walk it back. No, you he, think, he you did, think he the did, Bulls were a force? He didn't that he win just... a title without Scottie Pippen, dude. Go back and look. I don't have to go back and look. Go back and I, look. He never I, won a ring without Scotty. I remember. I watched all those yeah. games just like Rodman. You did. Yeah, there's some really terrible players he had around him. Larry, so Larry Bird never won a title without Kevin McHale. I mean, we could do this all day. Yeah, I mean, there's. Though, I can't believe we talked about the NBA this long. There, we're, there's if, if no. You hadn't hold on. That hold, asinine take. There's. <laughs> there's no doubting that the Bulls were in much worse shape than the Celtics when Jordan walked in there as opposed to when Bird went to the Celtics. I never said that he was the greatest. I said I would. he's he's top four. He's on the Mount Rushmore. And to act like he's not is just, to me, it's kind of stupid. And I don't have LeBron on the Mount Rushmore. You Look at any objective list. Just search right now. Just do a Google search. Top 10 NBA players of all time. Find me one that has Larry Bird in the top five. Not top four, the top five. Find me one right now, and then tell me that it's an asinine take that only I have. I didn't say that only you have. I said it's an asinine take. So, everybody, you know, any reputable organization, sports writers, voting on this thing former players espn the athletic there's there's any number of them right now you know i'm looking right now we've got the athletic top 75 players of all time birds number seven um complex.com top 30 players of all time uh he's not top five there um bleacher report espn.com sporting news none of these lists have larry bird top five you could write him in on the Twitter poll if you want. If if you're just that dedicated to it, then by all means, make your voice heard this afternoon. He's the only but NBA – I, I don't only think player, that's a consensus position. He's the only NBA player in NBA history to average 20 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists for his career. The guy averaged a double-double for his career. The only NBA player. So far, less than 1% of precincts reporting 88 votes cast. Michael Jordan's going to run away with this, obviously. Yeah. 77.7% of the votes for MJ, 19.4% for LeBron, Kareem getting 1%, and we have 1.9% write-ins, although I haven't gotten any actual you, you, you want, you want some more numbers? Because I'm a numbers guy. I'm not oh, an yeah, opinion yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an opinion guy like you are. Bird, uh, Bird, 17 and 11 record against Jordan career. He averaged 26.9 points, so 27 points, nine rebounds, wait wait, wait, and wait, wait, seven assists. Are, versus are you trying Black to make Jesus. the argument that Larry Bird is better than Michael Jordan right now? I'm saying is yeah. 
Stop. I'm saying his numbers are better. Stop, man. People are listening to I this. I don't care. People are and listening swept, and forming and, opinions and, and right Bird now. And Bird swept him twice in the playoffs. Oh, God. Do you think Kobe or Shaq could have won a championship on their own? Because right now the list well, that I mean, I'm defi- seeing are putting those two above Bird. Define on their own. Just Kobe. Like, being the, the true star. Because the only championships that those two ever won were because of other stars. Shaq only won his because of Dwayne Wade. And Kobe and Shaq worked together to win theirs. Well, you could say Dwayne Wade only won his because of Shaq. And LeBron. My point is, is that ultimately, there's no one on this list that we can say could win a championship on their own. Even, you know, Kareem didn't. So, like, ultimately, like, it's, it's... Here's the thing about the big men. It comes man. down to the, how they can really affect their team. Big men in basketball can be dominant more so than than guards, right? Guards can't just, like, overpower people for the most part. But Shaquille O'Neal was among the most dominant players, like, in his prime. Maybe not the most skilled guy. No, he wasn't a great shooter or anything, but... Like it's hard to guard somebody who's seven foot two, three hundred twenty pounds, and with low body fat. Like they just ragdoll people. It's the same thing that like Chamberlain had when he was coming up. Whereas like Bill Russell was six nine and was considered a dominant player. And then here comes a guy who's like seven feet tall. Like he's taller than Russell, and like this is obviously way before my time, but. People back then would say, yeah, he was just – he was on another level. No, nobody could guard him like because it wasn't that, oh, he was so much smarter or craftier. Or, like he was skilled, but he was seven feet tall in a day and age when there just weren't many guys like that in the league. There was nobody that could match up with Shaq for pretty much, you know, the all the 90s, his college career, his NBA career, and, you know, until his skills started diminishing – later on in the mid-2000s? I guess Barkley uh, was the only person coming close just because he wasn't afraid of him. My main point, though, is we knew we know where Shaq's going to be on the, on the court. He's in the paint. Bird could be anywhere because he could shoot from anywhere. He could score from anywhere. So that's why I would put him over Shaq. Now, I would agree that there's probably a closer argument between him and Kobe, but... Like, for anyone to put Shaq over a guy that can shoot from anywhere on the, on the court. That's, that's not even talking about his his assists and his, you know, feeding other guys. Yeah. His passing. The no looks. Bird was more of a complete player, more versatile player. I think that when you are Shaq or Wilt Chamberlain, it's – you don't have to do all that other stuff, right? Because you could just you just bear your guy, get up to the basket, and dunk it. But could you imagine how much more important Shaq could have been if he could ever hit a free throw? Like, because yeah, like people obviously would be fouling him because that was the only way to stop him. If he well, could actually, wasn't, I mean, hey, by the way, Marcus Kobe did win one without Shaq, dude. Did he? Yeah. Oh, well, he's the greatest of all time. Then I've I've been proven wrong. But who, who was on? That was uh, Pau Gasol. Was I guess his his wingman? Yeah. Man those oh, years. that was that year, wasn't it? Was that still with Jackson, though? Or was that before? I it was. Oh, I thought he was looking at it. Bear, did you, was that with Phil? I think so, yeah. Could be wrong. 
That was that was during my NBA hiatus. There was a period you know, like uh, post Jordan, like the year the Lakers lost to the Pistons in the finals, whatever that was, o two o three. Like oh, that was yeah. such a bad series. I, like after that, I I didn't watch much NBA until the year that uh, Dirk and the Mavs won over the Heat. There's like seven or eight years where I just sort of let that sport go. It was That's bad. Fair. I think, look, I still think Bird is four. Kobe is a close five. I wouldn't want to put LeBron in my top three, but I have to give him credit where credit's due. Yeah. No, you don't. You're going <laughs> to act like the Celtics. The Celtics won 61 games in two seasons combined before Bird. they drafted Bird. His rookie year, they won 61. Here, um, we're having all this, you know, the conversation about Bird and, uh, you know, statistics and all that stuff. The stats for, and I don't know off the top of my head, aren't, aren't LeBron's stats very similar in terms of versatility, rebounding, and assists when added to the scoring? To pull Maybe. those up. Yeah. For his career, LeBron's averaged 27.2. 7.5 rebounds, 7.3 assists per game. You know where Michael Jer- Jordan had Bird on his list? Where? In front of the fraud. Damn it, where are the uh, stats for Bird? Basketballreference.com. 24.3 points, so LeBron averaged more points. Bird has more rebounds, 10 per game, by, by a decent margin. 6.3 assists, so uh, LeBron's got him there by almost an entire – well, right at one assist more per game. I'd say that's that's very uh, – they're very even. Now, the where LeBron has him is just longevity. He's played longer. Larry Bird's body broke down in his, what, mid-30s, maybe early 30s? Yeah, his back, his back was shot. Which, I mean, you can't hold that against LeBron. That he was more durable. Hmm. He's not fit to hold Larry Bird's jock. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. 546-8200. LeBron James needs 36 tonight to break Kareem's record and become the all-time scoring king in the history of American professional basketball. Jamie is next on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Hello, Jamie. Full disclosure, big-time Celtics fan here. Um, but my my metric would be, you know, there's a lot of great scores on that list, but there's two sides to the court. And I've seen LeBron quit on defense. Mm. I've seen I've seen him slack off Kevin Durant uh, or the, the, the go-to player at the end of a game in a finals. And let somebody else pick him up. Yeah, come down the floor on the guy, and then let somebody else take him from there. That that busts you down the list way off uh, for me. As a matter of fact, LeBron might be the most talented basketball player I've ever seen, but he ain't on my top ten because of because of crap like that. You got to you know basketball is two sided court, guys. And if you want to talk, we want to talk best two way players. You're talking Kobe, Larry, Michael. 
you know, you got to leave Lou uh, Kareem off the list. You got to leave. Um, you you put Wilt on it. You know, I, I watch. I, I'm fifty. I'll be fifty two next month. I watch the Lakers and the Celtics play every year for the finals, and I don't remember seeing uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar do anything on the defensive end ever. He he wasn't a dominating rebounder. He was, you know, he didn't shut anybody down. He he wasn't physical, but he could sure light it up for you. But that's just a third of the game. Now you want to talk about guys who go out there and win games for you? And, you know, that's your Michael, that's your Larry, and that's your Kobe. So the the what makes this such a fun conversation is because everybody's criteria can be different. You could say, well, it's all about scoring. You say it's about uh, you know number of championships you can win. You could say it's about versatility and all the different stats, defense plays into it, and all that stuff. For me, here's the question I ask. If I'm starting a team from scratch and I can have any one player from any time in history to build my franchise around, who am I taking? And to me, if that's the question, I'm talking about Jordan. I'm talking about Kobe. LeBron might be in that conversation because the one thing I'll give LeBron is he really does make everybody around him better. And th- that was not always a thing Jordan did. Um, and then you know why he leave Cleveland? I, I'm probably take. I'm probably looking at a guy like Shaq. Honestly, I mean, look how bad the Magic were, and he, he gets there, and they're pretty much instantly a championship contender just because. Again, nobody can guard him, right? Yeah, but you give uh, Larry Bird no credit for it. And this is coming from somebody who was a Lakers fan in the 80s and absolutely loathed Larry Bird and the, hated the Celtics. Hated yeah, I'm a, I, and I, I, I hated Kobe. But, I mean, you got to recognize real. Yep. And, you know, Russ, you bring up Shaq. I mean, uh, Shaq's a liability. Uh, you just start hacking the guy, and, he, and you, you got he can't finish the game for you. When you're in a close game and under three minutes, uh, he can't he can't help you. He's got to go sit down. Can't help you. That's true. He's a liability. He didn't have you know the clutch gene is another one too. That, that's where Kobe Ooh, and, like and Jordan like and yeah, Bird again. You know who are you building around, and then late in the late in the ball game, who are you giving it to to get you a bucket when you absolutely you say clutch? Those three names come to mind, and and. Um, you know, you, you said everybody has different criteria, but when you start, you know, you can talk different criteria, but it looks it looks foolish after a while when we and you say championships because and I'm not saying you're saying that, Russ. I'm just saying championships. It's Robert Ory, and that guy's not even on the top. <laughs> you know, that's big shot, Bob. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and I've seen great scores coming up: Curry, Ray Allen. Um, you know, guys like that. You know, but just watching great basketball players, like I said, I'm an old school guy. I'm a slow white guy. So, to me, you know, both sides of the court are just – the defensive side to me is just as important as the offensive side because if you score 30 and give up 30, you ain't helping me. So, I, and um, I just – watching LeBron my whole life growing up, I just don't think he gives he gives the effort on one, on one side of the floor. And, and LeBron's definitely not the only one that does this, but when you are on offense and you think you've been fouled and you stand there and argue while the other while the other four guys on your team have to play four on five. That's awful. Yeah. I I just uh, – there should be contract uh, stipulations with that. It just makes me so mad. You know, growing up playing basketball in school, uh, you know what that bought us? It was a ticket to the bench. 
and for and for quite a while, uh, that was something our coaches just would not it would tolerate. If you you're the leading scorer and you can't get back on defense and you end up sitting down and losing the game, it ain't on the coach; it's on you. So I, I it's interesting conversation, man, and I like it because it's always different. Like you say, Russ, you change the criteria up; it's different players, but. I'm, if you're asking, oh, Jamie, it's um, there's two sides of the floor. And another thing, like you talk about making players better, you got guys on the floor like Michael Jordan who will not, you know, and Kobe Bryant that will not stand for, you know, lollygagging and 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 not 100 percent effort. So uh, I just want to jump in because it's cool. It's always, uh, you know, there's always different names that get shuffled around, but it's always the same four or five. But when we talk about both sides of the floor criteria, to me, it's uh, Jordan, Kobe, Larry. And uh, you, like you said earlier, Russ, dominating big man Shaq, yeah, but he, you know, you put him on the floor with a guy that's seven foot, three hundred twenty pounds as well, and he is eliminated. He is not dominating. He ain't even scoring really because he can't do anything unless he's right up underneath the lip. So, guys, on the way out, I heard this morning on three and out, does Red Panda demand five gur per game? Did I hear that right? It's about forty nine hundred ninety nine dollars too much, if you ask me. That wouldn't surprise me. You, and we giving UT students six hundred bucks for half court shot. For not, I'm sorry, not six hundred bucks, but a gift certificate to Alumni Hall. Hey man, buy an outrage. Buy you a lot of jerseys. Five thousand dollars for running around on a unicycle. Give me a break, y'all. Ain't getting there. Red Panda does command five thousand dollars per appearance, according to Darren Rovell. A waste of money. Idiot on a unicycle. Look at me. I can throw plates on my head. Just hater. Yeah. Just hating. You know what this might mean. Oh, boy. It has been a while. Might have to read the list. Stay with us. The Drive continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up. Fan Run Radio. The Drive continues. Spoken out question this afternoon. LeBron, 35 points away from breaking the NBA all-time scoring record that has been held for so long now by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Is he the GOAT? Pretty good numbers. Pretty good numbers. Averaging 30 points a game right now at the age of, what is LeBron, 35? 38? LeBron James, 38 years old, averaging 30 a game? Damn. That's pretty good, man. You have to give the guys respect. And look, I, I well, agree. Well, he takes like half a season off every year. Bird and those guys didn't. He didn't take he doesn't take half a season off. He he does, but I mean that's prolonged his career, whereas Larry Bird had to stop playing at a much earlier age. LeBron is averaging 30 points a game at the age of 38. That's pretty amazing. And I agree with a lot of what Jamie had to say, like the antics, the well, first of all, the chasing championships, combining with players to create super teams and everything is not something that we grew up seeing. And I give Jordan, Bird, Magic, those guys points for staying with the teams that drafted them and flourishing that way. Um, the 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 fit he pitched on the court the other uh, week or so ago against Boston was just absolutely sad. It, yeah, you, it, infantile. It, you you don't see men acting that way on the court. That that was sad. 
looking for but uh I, I would give his you know he's got multiple championships now multiple mvps he scores he passes he rebounds he sees the game really well his 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 memory like when you hear him describe games afterwards is phenomenal it's uh pretty interesting memory what the hell does his memory have to do with have you ever heard have you heard him like after games where he can tell you play by play what happened like the entire second half of a game we're factoring that in now yeah i mean i I think it's i think it's the um i mean you got to be smart to play that game at a high level you don't see many dummies playing as well as he does i'm not saying i'm Hoping him to find a cure for AIDS or anything, but is it Detroit Slambert? Was that who I'm thinking of? Would you call him a who? Was it Lambert? Is that who I'm thinking of? Bill Lambier. Bill Lambier. Lambier. Okay, my bad. That's why are we? Why did you bring him up? Well, you're talking about you know you have to be smart to play the game, and I don't know if I would really consider him. I don't think Bill Lambier was dumb. He's just a thug. The goon is old school. How about that? Okay, okay. He's from the old school. LeBron, or, uh, Michael Jordan running away with the vote at Russell Triple Underscore Smith on the Twitter machine. Seventy-seven point three percent of the audience responding. MJ, LeBron second, nineteen point one percent. Kareem less than one percent. That's actually kind of sad. Can't say I disagree though. saying other. Hypels Mustard says, is MJ on the list of awesome things Bear hates? No. Hypels Mustard is a dumbass. Steven says LeBron is the anti-Rick Barnes player. I don't know about that. Keep in mind, a lot of the same criticisms we levy against LeBron – Chasing championships, being difficult to work with, um, big ego, wanting to run his team. You could say the same thing about Kevin Durant, who played for Rick Barnes and still gives Rick Barnes his respect. Played one year. But defensively. Do what? Defensively, though, I think is probably what they mean is LeBron's lack of defense. I think Rick Barnes would have been – Good for LeBron, but LeBron didn't need Rick Barnes, obviously. He's done well. Brian Hunsucker says, as the drive's residential fact checker, the correct answer is Jordan, LeBron, Kareem, and Bird in that order. Yeah, but the problem is, Hunsucker, those aren't facts. That's just your opinion, dude. He's literally agreeing with you. That's the ex- pretty much the <laughs> same four you said. He's just mad no, right cause now. No, he, because he, he put that in order deal. Jackie Legg says, Bear is making my ears bleed with these takes. Who? Jackie Legs. Jackie Legs? Yeah. At Rick Barnes Angel. Jackie Legs. God almighty. <laughs> Elijah says, how about Kevin Durant versus Larry Bird? Who's better? Larry. Larry. If your nickname's Legend. You just kind of trailed off there. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's <laughs> it. Uh, that's Your nickname is Legend. Larry Jack- Legend. Jackie Legs, what do you have to say about that? Yeah. KC Fru says, right in. Twitter handle sucks. Wilt Chamberlain is the greatest player of all time. 
Wilt the Stilt. There's one the, name that hadn't been mentioned I'm surprised. You could probably make an argument for it. Well, I didn't make it in the NBA. William Russell. Stay with us. The Drive continues. It's Fan Run Radio, hour number three, coming up.